RadioInfluence.com. All right, people, it is America's best friend. And just so you know, America, in this instance only, includes Massachusetts. Everyone knows how I feel about Tom Brady. I don't know if Mickey does. Be cool. Be cool. We're still going to be friends. Basically, I am, everyone I think knows that I'm 100 years old, but I identify as a millennial. And what millennials do is they meet friends on social media. So one of my new best friends is named Nikki, and she is rocking TikTok. What is up, Nikki? Girlfriend, I was just, I wanted to ask you your height. We've been stalking each other. We got along. I think we went straight into like, hi, nice to meet you, into like audio messages. Yeah. And just chatting like we've known each other for years. So that's totally my style. I love it. And, you know, I have to say, we're going to have to have a field trip, a loving. So you, by the way, are my first human I've ever had on my podcast that I've never been in the same room with. And by that, I mean, never had alcoholic drinks with. Because well, we're going to have to fix that. Why be in a room if there's no booze? All right. Okay. So let's rewind a little bit. Um, so what is your handle on TikTok? My handle on TikTok is Nikki Unplugged. Okay. And what is your handle on the Instagram? Nikki Marie Inc. Okay. You have little baby humans. Six and a four-year-old Layla and Chase. Is there a husband? No, there's an ex-husband. Okay. That's People good. People love like that, that co-parenting content for a little while there. Oh, shit. All right. And um, so you used to be working for a major brand. We don't have to say anything. Yeah. And then you sold your soul to TikTok. I, so I sold my soul to motherhood, basically. So I was doing the big corporate exec thing, loving it, had a dream job. And suddenly it wasn't my dream anymore. Literally overnight, I remember being in the office and being like, oh my gosh, one of my kids is sick. I'm not going to hire somebody to take care of my babies today or pick them up early, or there's a dentist appointment. Or I just got really overwhelmed really fast and had the nanny. I had the meal prep person. I had the person mowing my lawn. I had the person shoveling my driveway, plowing. And like, literally it wasn't me. It was, it wasn't me. And I didn't grow up that way. So I took the step back, started my own consulting agency, jump ahead, go, started going through a divorce in 2019 Mm. thinking, Oh wow. 2020 is going to be my year. This is it. (laughs) And COVID hit. I lost all my business, jumped on TikTok, literally March of 2020 to do COVID mom stuff as an alias. Nikki unplugged is a different handle for a reason. I wanted to hide. And um, it blew up, like literally right timing, right content, right delivery. And it, it blew up. Okay. She literally has more than a million followers. And I have to say, I've started to uh, pay attention to TikTok. Just so you know, my biggest TikTok is I'm doing a duet with you. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I yeah. I'm, I'm kind of famous for doing a duet with you. Yeah. And um, for people who don't know, a duet is like you're either reacting to someone next to you or talking. So first of all, one of my mom friends is like, and she's with it, you know, she's like, why aren't you saying the words? Why aren't you saying the words? And I'm like, cause that's her freaking job. I'm reacting to her. She did the good shit. I'm get, like, the upset. shit. Yeah, people get upset. So I think the thing is the reason why I wanted to talk to you, obviously, cause we're best friends is, um, I, you know, you know this, you don't know this, but I go into the world every day and I'm in businesses, sometimes three or four businesses in every day. And I'll tell these people, like today I was at a winery, right? They're in center city, Philadelphia. So they're like kind of, you know, rough and tumble neighborhood, but very family friendly. And I'm like, people, you should be on TikTok. And the dude literally says to me, 11 year olds aren't allowed to drink wine. And I'm like, 
you stupid guy, right? I'm like, there's a whole wine TikTok. There's like the wine division of TikTok. Yeah, there is. There is. And I'm going to tell you something right now that's going to wow many people. Um, I'm going to tell you there's, there's a hat. So here's the deal. When I joined TikTok last March, there were 2.9 million uses of the hashtag moms on TikTok or moms of TikTok. Yeah. Do you want to know how many there are today? So if he wants to say 11 year olds are on there, hashtag moms of TikTok today, a year later, 43.9 billion uses of that hashtag. So, I mean, facts of facts, moms are on there over 40s on there. We've kind of taken it over to be honest. I agree. And here's the other thing. Like the thing that I like about it is we talked about this for a hot second. The moms are actually funny. Like the YouTube moms that are so fake with the fake cupcake party and the fake cake pop kit. And the, they're going to run around and do a scavenger hunt because it's Tuesday. Like those are not real people, right? Like I don't know those people. I don't want to know those people. I don't want to make my husband sing a song in a matching outfit. I just don't. Right? <laughs> so the fact that the Holderness family is killing it, great. But I have unfollowed them on Facebook because I don't want a husband that is going to sing a song with me in the kitchen. And you just, that's the thing. Everybody's got their, their type, right? It's the same as in dating. You've got your type of person you want to hang around with. You've got your type of person you aspire to be. Listen, I follow a lot of people who have a neat aesthetic because I, I'm a hot mess and I strive, I thrive sometimes on the thought of like, I could clean this place up. I could get the home edit going. I could organize my drawers. I can have a perfectly decorated room. So I aspire that, but I don't let it depress me. And I think there's a fine line between comparing yourself or wanting to get tips from other people who do things really well. Yeah. So for people who don't know, sure, China is taking care of TikTok, but isn't Amazon listening to us and Facebook knows all my passwords? You know, because I'm in a public setting, I always tell my kids and myself, like, I use my Facebook login for everything because I want to know, like, I know that everyone's watching me everywhere I go. So to think that China is only watching us on TikTok, I think it's the craziest thing going. Yeah, I think I I don't, you know, I watch Social Dilemma and I'm the first person that will say, absolutely, everything's a fucking, can I say that? Everything's a dilemma. Everything's a dilemma. If you want to just focus on all the dilemmas we're in. But I'm a I'm an eternal optimist, a little bit too much of a silver lining person where I think at 43, I'm kind of coming more this way, like to reality. But I will say there's so much amazing stuff we can get from social media. So you can either look at it as like they're spying on you and they're running your lives or you can be educated. You can become a better cook. You can connect with people all over the world. Your kids can get cultured. They can learn their numbers. They can learn computer science like this. There's so much good. So you can decide the way you want to look at it. Yeah. You know, and I, right. I, don't, I try to not get hung up on that stuff. So who do you think your audience is? Let me tell you something. My audience should be single moms, dads, real moms, dads, um, it just parents in general. It should be. But I've got a lot of kids that follow me too, which is weird. And I will say it's put a different pressure on me for knowing that. Because yeah. I want to swear and I want to say things how they are. And I try to think now a little too much about like, I don't want to teach, you know, the 11 year olds who are watching this that don't have the parental controls on. I don't want to teach them that this is the only, this is all of me. Cause they look at my skits as like, that's who she is. That's dude. That's a smidgen of me. That's like you go to a beach and you pick up a grain of sand and that's my TikTok. That's like one little teensy part of me. 
Um, but my audience is very diverse. I got a message in my DM for an 18 year old young woman today. And she said, I've been in a really rough place. And I have to say your posts make my day. You've made me like, you've made me inspired to have kids in a family someday. And I'm like, I just said to her, don't put anybody on a pedestal like that, unless you're going to be on it with us because you know, like, but that's, that's the audience. And if I can be real and inspire other people to be real, then my God, that's my audience. Anybody who wants to unapologetically be themselves. Yeah. So if people don't, if you're listening to this, you're like, who the hell is this chick? Basically the reason why I love her, she seems to be eight feet tall and always in a messy bun and some kind of, um, she's not, you're wearing a half top, which kind of pisses me off because I can see that you have pretty good abs and that makes me kind of angry, but yet celebratory, like go you, you don't eat chicken wings. I do. Um, but the point is you're not perfect, but I think we can all get perfect. Right. And that was the thing that I do edit, like your thing about being freelance hot. Like I'm just so everyone knows I ran from all my jobs and my responsibilities and I'm literally talking to Nikki and she, you know, you guys know this. I do this via zoom in a, in a shirt. It's a very, it's, you know, it's not quite, you know, comme des garçons or Dior. It's a stupid shirt with a coworker who, when he, the NFL draft happened and, um, and someone, Acho, Emmanuel Acho, whatever, showed his abs. This guy, like, literally, and he's a grown-ass journalist, did a half shirt and, and cut his tie in half. So it's a picture of this guy's abs on my shirt. So I'm walking around. And by the way, I went to a store, like, before this. And they're like, uh, what's up with the shirt? And I love like, it. Oh, I kind of want one. So I'm walking around. It's yeah. Tuesday. Why wouldn't I just be walking around? So the point is we can be the best version of ourselves or we can be a shit show and it's all okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all okay. It is. You know, when I trust me, COVID was a good excuse for a while of like the messy bun and the repeated hoodies and, you know, the repeated, whatever the hell's on top of my dryer is what I'm wearing today. And then, you know, now we're coming into like a little bit more of the spring mode and my mood is different. I'm not as much hot mess right now. I'm cooking. I'm coming up with new things and new ideas. And so I ebb and flow. And I think that's the beauty of life. There's different seasons and different strokes for different folks. Like variety pack, baby. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the TikTok dances. Because I think a lot of people think it's all about the dances. And we're only going to talk about this for 35 seconds. They don't dance like we dance. Like they're, they're not doing hammer time. They're doing this. Whoa. They have the. Yeah. You just did it. You know, like. I they, do. It they, they love to like, throw it back, aka put their butt up above their shoulder. Yeah, like if I'm yeah. going to show my butt, I want it like in your face or yeah, you know, listen, in your whatever region. Butts are in, and mine's not big anymore, and it used to be in my college days, and I didn't want it to be big, and now it's just the dances. I will say, here's what I want to say about the dances: there are guys that these women are sweating. And they dance like fools for the camera. And I'm thinking when we were in high school, was that the guy you wanted to like get after? No, no, no. it's just different. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that. Even in adult, I see some of these male grown up, like married men who do these dances and they've got millions of followers. And I'm like, wow. Okay. All right. So there's yeah, something I don't for guy- everyone on, there's something for everyone on TikTok, but I will say it's not about the hot guys only. It's not about the funny moms only. It's not about the teenage cute trends and what you're wearing. It's like, I'm learning to cook really simple. Like my brain goes way too fast. I can't go crazy with recipes. It's just got to be simple and quick. Everything on there, you can learn shit in under a minute. 
I just that's made cool. cornbread pizza last night and I only had to watch the, the video three times to make it. So you that's can- the thing. I think some people are using TikTok like YouTube. So for instance, for Thanksgiving, my girlfriend and I, she's vegan, healthy, whatever. She had this drink. It was muddled blueberries, huh? tequila, which is, you know, necessary. Yeah. I think it had a little bit of soda water and like low sugar agave or natural agave, which for me, agave is like fake real sugar. That's fake, but real, I don't understand agave, but literally it was a, it was a booze recipe that we got from TikTok. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think people don't get that that's part of it. That's absolutely part of it. You can go on like the, I've learned to make martinis. I've made my own on there. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. And you got to I think that the trick is you got to learn, you got to teach your algorithm what you like. So when you first get on TikTok, you might see a bunch of stuff that's like, oh, God, it's like a a horse running into a fence. Like that's I could watch America's Funniest Videos for that. But once you start liking the things that you like or commenting on the things that you like, all of a sudden it will take you to this entire area. Like people say, oh, I finally got on um, dad bod TikTok. You know, like you'll, it will take you on your journey of where you want to be if you play your algorithm and your likes and your comments, right? And do you think, I think a lot of people in 2021, candidly, they or 2020, they want to be famous, but they're like, the YouTube thing is, that ship has already sailed. I do feel like we're still at a point with TikTok, like if you think you have a unique voice yep. or a unique message, there's still time for you to get going. Yeah, absolutely is time. I will say, guess what the best time is? It's not even TikTok. I feel like TikTok hit its like peak during COVID, right? It's yeah. more moms were on there, more kids were on there, more people were home. That was kind of people were jumping on there. They were hearing more and more about it. Now there's two opportunities. If you missed like the big growth phase on TikTok, there's Instagram Reels, which finally gives you an opportunity to reach an audience that you would not have before, just based on static pictures. It gives you an opportunity to use your voice, to be animated. If you're more of a video person, like you and I are voice and video. I never did well with the stills. It's like, not a writer. I'm not exciting about photography. So like reels now is the only reason why my Instagram numbers are going up because I can repurpose some of my TikToks, put them on there. And then I'll say what's coming out next, or that's going to be the next big thing is YouTube um, shorts. So YouTube's going to have a similar version of the app, which is short videos. Oh, so, I mean, this is something if people want to get out there, share the voice, I feel like a lot of people want to be something, but a lot of people come to me for advice. And what I find in most people who can't create content and aren't where they want to be yet is they just haven't figured out who they are and what they stand for. Cause otherwise, listen, we all started with zero followers, right? Yeah. Eventually you've got to stick to something. But the other thing too is making a recipe today and I'm super healthy in the next year at Sonic Burger. And then, you know, you're doing something through your kids in the yard and nobody even knows your kids yet, nor do they care to know your kids. Yeah. So I I will say there's a guy who's got a pretty good following. He asked me today, hey, listen, I want to do something with Chipotle. If I want to aspire to get Chipotle as a brand partner, what should I do? I said, post a once a week video from Chipotle. Show us what you're eating. Tell us about what what you love and just make it like Chipotle hour with with Jacob. I said, and just keep tagging them. And then you can eventually go to the brand and say, hey, here are the legs that this these posts are getting. Is there any opportunity to work together? Duncan approached me, but I had been posting and tagging them forever. Plus you're from Boston. So Dunkin' yeah. Donuts is a Boston thing. Yeah, you got there. a couple things up there. You got that Rachel Dratch. Yeah. SNL. Yeah. You got uh, 
Tom Brady, even though he's living in my hometown, Clearwater, Tampa. Yeah, that's true. And also Tom Brady and I have the same birthday, August 3rd. That basically means that I know. Yeah, we're Leos. I'm a Leo. We Uh, we established this. And you understand what that means. Here's my birthday twins. There's me. Tom Brady, Ryan Lochte, kind of a douche, but definitely went to the Olympics. Okay. And Tony Bennett. Wow. Basically, August 3rd is a famous, you're going to be famous if you're born on August 3rd. I love that. Um, Okay, so here's what I was going to say. I will say this, like earlier this week I interviewed, you know, these UCLA gymnasts and they're like killing it with Beyonce and Cardi B and all this stuff. And, you know, as a person who's been competitive in sports, like I understand that just because they're shaking their butt to Beyonce doesn't mean they had to, they already had to do all the like preliminary work, you know, the, the very specific and disciplined, like, you know, one inch off that beam and they've broken their neck. Right. So I said to them, like, what is the deal? Is this like a new coach? Blah, blah. blah. We're going to see this in the Olympics. And the, the gymnast said one of the hardest things was figuring out who I am. She goes, because after your whole life being told who you are, meaning you're the person who can do the flip and you're the person who cannot do the flip. Yeah. This coach was like, yeah, whatever you guys want to do. And they, and they lost their, they didn't know what the hell to do. And so I do think social media, TikTok, these reels, it's the same deal. It's like, and I, I think especially people between like 35 and up, we've, we've all kind of been told like, we're not a Kardashian, you know, we're not Giselle Bunchen. So no. why would we put a cute picture of ourselves on TV where people under 35, like Charlie D'Amelio, she's killing it on TikTok because she's been told her whole life she's adorable and can dance. So why wouldn't she put herself on, right? So I do think that that is part of the thing with the moms is like, they're afraid to show what's really inside. Mm-hmm. Not to be cheesy, but right? Like mm-hmm. I, when I tell people, you know, we don't know each other very well. My, my sister passed away this summer um, because of drug addiction, really. And we talked about it. And look, I talked about it when she was here. I'm going to talk about it forever. But like, I remember a babysitter saying to me, like, if people knew half your shit, to me, you know, cause I'm the cute blonde, whatever on TV. But I think TikTok allows us to show people our shit. It's yes. certainly not drug addiction, but like, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people telling their stories about life after addiction and recovery. And it's, it's given people community in a year that we needed it the most. And I don't feel cheesy saying that because I, I, you know, people in your own immediate life, when you talk about TikTok, the way you do with passion and with connection and with positivity, you'll see the faces. And I've had to like really go through this journey of like not giving a, because I know what it's been for me and I know what it's been for other people. So I didn't need necessarily the connection, but other people needed it really badly. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, you don't always know who you are and what I've learned in life, especially motherhood. And now coming out of like a a marriage you literally have to find yourself again. And there's nothing wrong with letting people know that you're doing that. You know, I've asked some of my friends, like I said, God, I change my bio every five minutes. Like when you think of me, what do you think of? Like, what are the words you think of? And my God, why don't we tell each other that more often without us having to ask each other? Right. The, the, the people's feedback to me, I was like, oh my God, really? Oh my God. I forgot that about myself. So sometimes don't feel silly asking because 
for some reason, we just don't put it out there. It's not like my friend Lindsay calls me. It's like, you are amazing and you're energetic and you've always brought, you know, an energy to the room and you connect people. Like we don't talk like that. Yeah. Hi, it's Tuesday. (laughs) I really like your messy bun way to kill it with a scrunchie. But then you're hearing that positive and negative, you know, affirmations on social. So you just have to be certain of yourself before you're on there, putting yourself out there. Like if you get one troll out of a thousand positives, you're going to be dwelling on the troll and it's going to ruin your day. Or are you going to focus on the fact that like, you know who you are and you're putting yourself out there. That's And I will say, I think on TikTok, there is a lot of like, Hey girl, this is where the fun moms are. And I do the first time I saw that, I'm like, she is full of shit. I was like, she was all done up in her kitchen. And I'm like, this chick wants to be my friend. And then I, I liked it because I want to be nice. And then as you say, the algorithm, apparently I know all the nice moms now. And, you know, interestingly enough, several years ago, you know, TV is, you know, not the most, you know, confidence building kind of job, especially as a woman. And so we had this thing and we called it no girl on girl crime. Cause I do think girls can hurt girls more than men ever will. Like you're divorced, but you're probably okay. Your best friend leaves you. You're not going to be okay. Yeah, Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the whole like girl on girl crime, the fact that I don't see a ton of that on Instagram, again, with women, I mean, I think the little girls would be psycho all the time because that's part of being a little girl, being psycho. All right. Have any famous people reached out to you because of your TikTok stardom? So I have become friendly with a few people who are probably in the celebrity arena. Um, So I will say the one that I got the most excited about following me was Snooki. I haven't, I haven't gone back and forth with her, but listen, she only follows like 27 people. So I know that she's following who she really wants to follow. Yeah. And then there's someone like Jenny McCarthy, like who doesn't freaking love Jenny McCarthy? I love her. She follows me, but she follows a, a thousands of other people. So I kind of, I'm like, I know she's following and engaging and making people really excited. Like Lance Bass is following a bunch of people. I will say TikTok is the only opportunity for celebrities to like sit and watch your content, right? Unless you've gone viral and Barstool picks up your video or something on Instagram, but like to actually have them follow you and engage and like what you're doing, like Rosie O'Donnell was on there for a while. She was following and duetting a lot of like normal day-to-day people and people were flipping out. And all I can say is I've met a lot of celebrities from my past PR media job. Everybody just wants to be talked to like a normal human being, right? Yeah. And just to be in conversation that's fun and not, oh, Tom, Tom Brady, how do you remember that play from da-da-da-da? Like Tom Brady wants to talk about things that are not just football. So I will say TikTok, not to divert, but TikTok is... um. Yeah, there's a lot of celebrities on there that are probably watching our day-to-day stuff. And they're probably living vicariously through, like, real-life people. We're, we're a little bit messy, too. Well, they're it's trapped in their homes, stuff. too. I, you know, when I've been doing interviews, we're not doing it so much anymore. I'm not asking this question, but I'm like, okay, what did you do? And, like, it was funny. I forget some of these actors from the Fox shows, like, uh, oh, Tim Allen, I think. He he came in from a from a, from being on set and, like, again, this is in the beginning of whatever, he was not allowed to touch the refrigerator. And the, and I think his wife or his girlfriend or his kid was like fingerprinting the refrigerator because she was like, you cannot, we don't know where you've been. You might've licked someone that has COVID, right? We were so freaked out. So the fact that like, I think it was Tim Allen, but someone like that is like not allowed to touch their fridge. Meanwhile, I'm like, with these kids, I'm like, if 
I don't want like they're, you know, they're in the room doing school. So I go in there and it's like a buffet. It's, it's like, it's a fucking buffet. In there. And I'm like, here's the thing. This is how New York, we live in Philadelphia. Um, this is what I've told my kids. You'll enjoy this. I'm like, how do you think New York City rats get to Philadelphia? It's by children eating in their rooms in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And they can smell it in Times Square. And then they get, they walk on the, you know, the, the subway line and Amtrak. That's how the rats will get to our house. Oh my God. I love that. I'm going to use that one. Because kids don't want rats in their rooms. They don't want bugs. I, I, I go to the carpenter ants this summer and I said, oh, look at those. They're going to walk away with the house. My kids are like, I love it. All right. So what are your three, let's say I'm a regular mom. Yep. And maybe I've got, I'm going to make bracelets because everyone makes a bracelet. What would you say? Would you say to get on there and talk about your bracelets, start duetting? Like, what would you do if you're like for, because if you, if you kind of want to just be shit show, hangout, TikTok mom, you're really just scrolling for a while watching. You're not really doing anything. You're liking your comment, go girl, whatever, making sure your kids aren't being sold to China. Um, but to be a marketing person, what do you think people should do? I think they've got to stick to something. And I know it's going to sound cliche, but like lighting is a big thing. I'm by no means perfect with it, but if I'm looking at product, it's just proven. It's factual that people will buy things or watch things that have good lighting. So invest in like a $20 ring light, set it up. They have like literally pieces of cardboard that look like marble if you want to put a product down and have it look consistent. So your page has an aesthetic to it. They like sell cardboard, cardboard that looks like marble look like marble or a granite countertop. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. If you don't like your kitchen lighting or it's a mess and you don't want to show that you literally can go into the window area, yep. put the cardboard down, place your food or your product, put the ring light to make sure it doesn't have shadows and you just see you take good product shots and you could do it all from your iPhone. So I would say the lighting the aesthetic around it. And then the consistent, like you've got to use the, there's all the, um, so those were two, two tips, right? Lighting, yep. the aesthetic around it. And then three is the use of music. There's an, an element to psychology and connection in music, right? The movies pay millions of dollars to have the right music to the right themes. TikTok does that for you. TikTok literally will give you, if my daughter's doing her makeup, and I go to put music, it will give recommended sounds that literally go like, it knows what she's doing. Huh. It will give recommendations. So you can set the music to make sure you, you could still hear the background of her talking, but also have the music setting in there. So use, use sound, good sound quality, and then your captions and your hashtags. And it's easy. I will say it's, it, once you start doing it and you can do the words and just do your, if you're out there, you know, find yourself an 11 year old in the neighborhood. I'm not saying at the bus stop, but in your, you know, community, maybe you could be like the aunt or something. But again, I'm not saying go to the bus stop and steal 11 year old because yeah. that's not what this is about today. All right. So where do you see this taking you? Like, are you going to be on TV? What, what happens next? So I know that there's something really big ahead for me. And I've known that since I was a kid, hmm. I've just been that person intuitively. I used to sit in those big keynote speaker events and be like, Oh gosh, I'm going to be, why do I see myself up there someday? I still don't know what it is. It's just always, you know, it's always been here in my gut. So I know there's something coming. Um, if TikTok was a, was a nudge in that direction, then great. Um, my background is sports and coaching and mentoring. So there's something there, but right now what I'm trying to do is, is pivot out of my divorce 
and get some clients back. I'm going to apply to a few, few um, jobs that, that will fulfill my adulthood and my my brain. Like they'll, they'll let me use my brain again, my yeah. adult creative brain, while also continuing to create better and better content and hopefully branding deals with like some of the brands that I just love and admire. Yeah. So a little bit of both. You know, I do think, you know, it's funny, like we hear that what Oprah, I think, got her show at 40, you know, and I think a lot of people are like, I'm 40. I'm going to be in a, you know, old fogey home. I grew up in Clearwater, Florida. Like I said, near Tampa, we used to call it God's waiting room because people would go to wait to die. That's what they would do. And I do feel like, especially as a woman on television, that's over 40. um, I do feel like sometimes they're waiting for me to die. (laughs) They're like, okay, we're going to have a cute traffic chick. We can basically do what Jen does just in case we kill her. Because just so you know, Nick, they try to kill me often. Like they strap me on this like Olympic harness and the and the old Olympic uh I can say she's definitely over 70. She was like tinier than me, right? She weighs 35 pounds, and she's like, Your ass is gonna hurt tomorrow. I'm like, couldn't we teach me how to do this without the ass hurting? We don't have like plan B for ass hurt. And she was like, just keep flipping on this like harness, you know, with these little tiny people. Uh, meanwhile, I got the one chick who like broke her arm and is still trying out for the Olympics in two weeks. Oh my gosh. And I'm, and by the way, my ass did not hurt Matilda or whatever Let's your old see. lady name is. My ass was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I do think that we, it's okay to say, uh, I'm not happy. Yeah. I want something new. Yeah. And you know, you know, and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to take a cooking class. You can hop on TikTok or you can say, I'm, I just think that's the thing. You know, I guess maybe this is what it is. When I was starting in television 147 years ago, you know, I'm three feet tall. Um, I'm not the cutest, you know? And people were like, you want to be on TV? I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. I'm very smart. You know, I kept trying to pretend I was smart. And, um, and, and I think that there was such ego in that, honestly, to be like, I see all these Miss America candidates, Alaska, Miss Venezuela, but I, Jen Frederick, deserve to be on television more than you people. But I do, so my point is, I think that there's great ego in saying, you have to have a bit of ego to say, I am worthy of this, right? And I think that we still have all this guilt about saying, I'm cute, I'm not cute, I'm smart, I'm kind of, de-. like, we're, you know, I'm not... No one called me to cure COVID, okay? Just so we're clear. I know you're surprised. But I do think when you say, you, I want a brand. I want to do something bigger. It's okay to say that, yeah. right? No, yeah, and it's taken me, think about it. It's taken me, there was somebody that showed up at my door today and asked me if they could put a political sign in front of my house. For, like just the small town stuff. It's not that big a deal. And I said, no, no thanks. I'm telling you, as silly as that sounds, that was a big move for me. I'm different right now. I'm, I've got boundaries right now. I've always been a people pleaser. I've always been a yeser. And it's something as simple as that. I walked away. I go, yeah. I said, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> something yes. that didn't make me comfortable. So we're all evolving. We're all becoming, hopefully, a better version of ourselves. You know, I think we have a lot of 2020 to thank for that. It's like the layers are wiped down. And, you know, now we want to, like, build ourselves back up. And unapologetically being a confident person or going for what you want. It's like most of the time, the people holding us up are the people that we know, not strangers. I know. And I have we're more, still, I have like more. The not thing that sucks about negative, that is like, not, we to can't, say negative we can't about my, I, not to say negative about my friends or family, but I have more strangers cheering me on 
then I have real people in my life. And it's bizarre because there's a lot of people that say that. And it's like, how did we get there? Right? Yeah. How did we get there? I have people I know, people in my immediate life are judging me going, oh my God, what's all this content? What is she doing? She was doing this. Now she's just, she's stepping backward in her career. And we went over even in the mediation office with my ex and the mediator looked at my ex and said, you do realize that this is like a career for a lot of people now. Like social media is a career. And I was like, cause I got defensive. Like I felt stupid. The girl who came out of corporate is now is just like, oh, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm going to do content. Well, I've been an influencer in a brander my whole life. This is just a modern day version of it. Can we accept that? What's hard is that there are young people who look at this and they just want to be an influencer now. And I'm like, I've got a little bit of that old school in me where I'm like, what are you influencing? Have you managed people before? Have you managed teams? Have you done stuff? Because it's easy to say you want to influence, but like, what's your superpower? Because you can't just put on a cute outfit now and make a full-time living out of it. I mean, maybe you can, I don't know, but I like a little bit more of that old school grit, like figure your shit out, learn from like some of the best people around you who have done it. Like learn, 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 intern for free. Even if you have to, to learn from the best and then go do your trade and figure it out. But we're, we're in a world where everybody wants to influence and be a social media star and live in the sway house or the hype house and that's just, that's hard. Did they, when you got your million followers on TikTok, did you get uh, keys to the hype house? So, I mean, I did have a little in because my brother is a talent manager in LA. So one of the first things I said to him is like, hmm, do you want to sign me now? Like, And, and just so you, explain to people, because most of the people who are listening to this have no idea what the hype house is. What's the hype house? So the hype house and the sway house are where they took a bunch of like young talent and they put them in like the same house and they literally create content. They live together. It's like the real world, but of like social media stars creating content and they live together in a house. And, it's, and there's drama and there's dating and there's breaking up. And it's just this whole wild world of content. And people are like, they're in, the girls, the kids think they're in there because they're popular. They're in there because they're being paid by brands to be in that house. And, and, yeah, and the content, a lot right? of them, have, a lot of them, I will say a lot of them have earned it because they've just taken an opportunity and run with it and like put themselves out there. A lot of it was luck. A lot of it was timing. A lot of it was looking good. A lot of it was sticking to who they were. And, you know, you got to give them credit for where credit's due. It, it is what it is. There's a lot of business people who are major millionaire moguls right now that dropped into things at the luckiest time. You know, I was one of those people in my corporate career. I got into places at the exact right time and I rode the wave and did my work and, you know, grew with it. Do you get good parking spots at the mall too? What's that? Do you get good parking spots at the mall? Are you lucky all the time? I'll be honest with you. I've never really focused on that. Dude. I just go. I'm like, whatever. I'm so laid back. I'm saying it looks like you have some good karma now. Okay. I just want you to know this before COVID every morning, I'd go to work at like five in the morning, have a little news meeting in the newsroom. I'm the only one there without makeup on, put on makeup and then get in the news van with a guy. And then we'd stop at a thing called Wawa. Do you know what a Wawa is? It's like a seven 11 on steroids. It's like the best thing you've ever had. Like you lose your mind. There's healthy food in there. There's um, like a bag of pickles. If you're hungover. Yes. Um, but they, you know, they make you know, subs, hoagies, chicken nuggets, whatever you want. But anyway, we would, so on Fridays, you know, on special days at 6am, the camera guy and I, we would try out a new snack. You know, sometimes it's jalapeno chips. Sometimes it's, you know, spicy Cheetos. Yeah. And I, 
my dream during those, you know, very important times was to be a snack influencer. Yes. And I like hashtagged and tagged and they don't really care. They don't, yes. there was no, yes. I did not call. No. Well, listen, I'm going to help you with this. We're going to do it. <laughs> We're going to do it. There's, I follow a few. Snack follow- influencers. What about a booze influencer? There's everything. I follow some really good snack influencers. I'm going to send you a few IGs when we get off this call. I save their stuff because I'm like, I got to try that. I got to try that. I got to try that. I'm going to probably do a fun food Friday with my kids. And we're going to try like a limited edition holiday snack, whether it's like the St. Patty's Lucky Charms or the Lady Gaga Oreos. So there's absolutely a place for this in your social media world. You think I, so you're inspiring me to be a snack influencer. If you want to be that, yes, I will inspire you to be a snack influencer. I'm very good at at branding other people's stuff. I will help you. All right. I will help you too. And this is what we're doing. Okay. And I definitely think we have to do live Instagrams, but I don't like to do live Instagrams without alcohol. That's fine. Okay. I'm just making sure. That's fine. I've got something. So, you know, I have a Duncan contract. I've got something really fun coming up on March 11th that you should maybe participate in. I'm in. Let's do it. Uh, March 11th. uh, It's it's Duncan. Let's put it this way. It's Duncan after hours type stuff. There's a mixologist. You know what I'm saying? Is his name Jose Luis? No, but, <laughs> but he might have so many. Ideas. No, that we're making three like cocktails, Dunkin' cocktails. Dunkin well, and they're sponsored on my TV station, so it's not like I can get fired. Well, let's, let's, I'll, I'll include you in that. I love it. All right. You remind the dummies who are listening to this, and by the way, I love all of you, uh, what all your stuff is. What's that? What did you ask? What's all your hashtags? So my handle is Nikki Unplugged, N-I-C-K-I Unplugged. That's on TikTok. And then Instagram is Nikki Marie Inc. Okay. And um, you want more people to follow you on Instagram to get your numbers. Yeah, I feel like Instagram is where you get more of me. Like I made cloud bread pizza last night. I made cloud bread cotton candy last night. I talked to my people. I send audio messages to my fans. TikTok is not as engaging. Okay. Instagram's like where you hit me up and I hit you back as long as you're not a, a creepy male trying to I was gonna say how many people say you're hot because I get a lot you're hot you know what's funny if I wanted to be hot on social I'd be hot I think I play a good like hot mess really well so it it keeps away some of the some of that because they're like oh this girl's strung out in a mess like she's not if I wanted to be hot I would freelance hot freelance hot I'll decide when I want to be hot and that's for like behind the scenes with my, my own All right. That's the next episode. All right. This is America's best friend. I have a new best friend. Oh, wait, last thing. Um, I got to give you my um, Boston accent. So do you, do you remember a hundred years ago? It was really sad. It was the, um, there was a nightclub fire in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Yes. The station fire. Yes. I was there for 10 days being like a real reporter, going to the hospital, interviewing people that were burned. Um, but there was a guy, so I worked for a Fox affiliate and there was a guy from the NBC affiliate of Boston, which if people don't know, Providence is like an hour and a half, two hours yeah. from Boston. Yeah. 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 So anyway, he was, he was a Boston guy that was like in a small town of Providence and he, he was sent there with the new satellite truck and, you know, satellite trucks always have like your logo. And so NBC's the peacock and their peacock was in pastel colors. Okay. So imagine Mike from Boston, okay? Yep. And he's like, this thing looks like a freaking Easter bunny. They sent me down here. I don't even know what I'm doing here. But like, just, you know, I am a real man. 
I do zip up my pants. I'm not like, don't think I'm an Easter bunny. Okay. So like every was- day and, and I was loving this guy. So of course, I, once I figured this out, I'm like, dude, you're going to wear like you wear pink underwear. And again, I'm not like sex shaming or whatever. This is 20 years ago, but yeah. So then I was, then I was trying to do a Boston accent. Just, just so you know, Nick, I think I can do every accent and I can't do any. Okay. So I started doing the Boston accent because I was trying to rip on him. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get you like cotton. I was like, I'll go get you cotton candy, Mike, for your truck. You can have a cotton candy machine in there. Anyway. So he said, what you do to have a Boston accent is if there's an A on the end, you make it an R. And if there's an R on the end, you make it an A. So instead of pizza maker, it's pizza maker. Jamaica. Oh my gosh. Did I do it? So you did a really great job when you were imitating him too. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a freaking Easter bunny on that truck. I don't know. What am I going to, am I going to go to a football game with an Easter bunny on the truck? What are they, what are what, are, what are they going to think I'm doing? The octanes are like high and low. You're doing it perfectly. Killing it. Killing it. All right. I love you to pieces. Go pick I up think- your kids. I'm going to um, side text you how amazing I think you actually are because I, I don't think-, think people can tell how much I love you on this podcast. I think you're amazing. Your energy's awesome. I can tell by everybody. Like I can tell why you do what you do. And I want a picture with you at some point so we can show I'm 5'10". I'm kissing five feet. Wait, hold on. That's so amazing. that you saw a picture of me on my Instagram. I did. And I was like, I'm look at, check this out. I'm not, I'm almost as tall as the kitchen table chairs. I love that. Yes. And my best friend in college was five foot and I'm five ten, And we used to take the most awkward, like girls night out drunk pictures. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause your arm is a human selfie stick. I bet. Amazing. I um, that girl, Jade, that was my intern. Um, she's six one, I think an African-American. And I'm, as I say, about five feet. And everywhere we'd go, people were like, have you looked at you guys? And I'm like, no, what, 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 what is the problem? And then we took that picture and I was like, Oh, you're so tall. And she was like, Jen, um, do you not have a mirror? And I'm like, I totally have a mirror, but in my mirror, I'm regular size because it's right there. You don't realize it till you see, yeah. Till you see the picture. That's awesome. Yeah. Your energy is awesome. We're going to do this more often. And then that tag, I mean, is that my new tagline? America's best friend or is that you? the name of my podcast. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think it's awesome. For- but you can be America's best friend as long as oh, we I share. Mean, it. The Leo sisterhood thing. I feel like it's just, when you said it, it's like, yes. America's best friend and no girl on girl crime. We got to do that one too. Okay. No girl on girl crime. We could do so much better with that. Yes. Oh, you, you're changing that because you're in charge of brand representative for the uh, Jen Nikki show? Let's do that. Hold on. Nikki Jen or Jen Nikki? Like Jen Nikki is like almost like Jen Nikki. Jen Nikki. Yeah. Jen Nikki. Well, my name is Jen Nikki and I'm here to rap. Love, I love America's best friend. Thank you. That's so you. Well, the thing is, I didn't know who I was. I like you know, I'm a genius. I'm a supermodel. I'm on TV. I do flips with uh, Matilda. I drink. I eat French fries. And... I love America's best friend. It's so you. Nailed it. And I, right. I thought you were calling that to me. And I was like, wow, I really like that. So we're, we're in. the Leo On system. TV, I'm always like, you're my best friend. Because I do feel like I either hate you or my best friend. There's no in between. That's awesome. You're dead or I'm married. Yeah, perfect. And so by the way, congratulations. We just got married. All right. America's best friend. Download this. Do whatever it is. And just be everyone's best friend and follow Nikki. And um, get on TikTok, you dummies. You'll, you won't be sad. Yeah. yeah, find out who you are. Hit me up.
Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.